There was no Brad butt, though. How do you feel about that? In either of the movies. <laughs> you did see a gimp butt, though. Uh, Are you into gimp butts? <laughs> no! <laughs> Just checking. Don't shift your way. Don't stare. And for God's sake, whatever you do. I'm Hannah. I'm Sarah. And we're the hosts of March Bradness. Episode one. The first episode ever. With Brad Pitt's first film and Brad Pitt's film that has two ones in the title. The Dark Side of the Sun, 1998 drama slash romance with Ocean's Eleven. Which is two ones. I call it Ocean's One One. Ocean's One One. They win! (laughs) Hey, have you seen Ocean's One One? Oh my god. They win. We're going to guide you gently through this process and slowly add more people in. Not today. Because we have friends, I promise. (laughs) So if you don't know, if you didn't listen to our preliminary episode... Which you should, because we're delightful. We are. March Fradness is a competition. And uh, we're pitting all of Brad Pitt's movies against themselves. We have a bracket that we're going by. And each episode uh, features two Brad Pitt movies that we watch back-to-back, and then we we talk about them at length. We're looking for the best Brad. So we're not looking for the best Brad movie. We're not looking for the best Brad character. We're looking for, like, what makes Brad Brad? Where is he giving it his all? Where does he have the most essence? You know, we're divorcing him from the film and looking at the Brad, which is... Proving to be harder than you would think. Yeah, it's, it's easier said than done. Yeah. But that's our mission, and um, we're doing it for you, because I think America deserves to know who the ultimate Brad is. Definitely. General spoiler alert for this entire podcast. All movies will be spoiled. All of them. Because we're talking about the movies. So I guess and the we Brad. should probably do like a general synopsis of Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. George Clooney gets out of jail, and he wants to get his wife back from like a hotel dude, and so he enlists... Brad Pitt to help him heist this casino with um, 11 people. 11 people, including Brad and the Cloon. And a really old guy. Who yeah. I, I feel bad. He didn't want any part. He had a nice lady. He was <laughs> dating a woman who worked the unmentionables counter at Macy's. Uh, he wanted nothing to do with this. Anyway, yeah. So but he wanted her to be able to retire. That was nice of him. And he got away with it. And they, they all they got get away, away with, with it. it. It's a, Spoiler alert. It's, it's a great fun. heist movie. It's fun. About 80% of it is backed by like a smooth jazz track. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me, I want to go over my notes here because I feel like I don't want to like dive right into it too soon. First thing I wrote down is Brad snacking. Mm, yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine about it, and he mentioned there's like a there's a really famous continuity error where Brad Pitt's snacking on some shrimp, and between each cut, it switches between him snacking on a plate of shrimp and him snacking on a little cup of shrimp, and I didn't notice that. I, I kind of want to go back and watch that scene. Yeah. Well, we have it on DVD, so we can. Shit, we can right. gif it. We own... All three Ocean's we, Yeah, 11. we bought all three Ocean's Elevens for like $3 the other day. Cash. Shout out to Cheapo. Uh, Minneapolis staple. Support your local businesses. They're great. They gave us a discount because we bought a shit ton of empty CD cases. Yeah. That's my advertisement. Someone please sponsor us. You dropped that so clean. No, but so, so yeah. So he's he's got cup shrimp, plate shrimp, cup shrimp, 
plate trick. What is it? You, what do you, what's he going to do next? No wonder he's so good at sleight of hand. Well, that's like a testament to how good of an actor he is. Yeah. There's a lot going on, though. There's a lot of men in that scene. Eleven. Sir, is face blind? I am face blind. It's harder for me to tell men apart, especially when they're all like white guys with the same haircut, which was the majority of the eleven of the Ocean's Eleven. There's and the old guy, the Chinese guy, yeah, John Cheadle. That helped me. I um, could tell them apart. I could tell Clooney and Brad apart. Nice. So that's good. But that it, it ends there. You couldn't tell the tiny re- Chinese man the apart old from guy, Brad Pitt. <laughs> they were my favorites because I could easily tell them apart. I'm gonna confess. Some, it's kind of stressful for me to do this when I don't know the Brad movie because I'm like <laughs> nervous that I won't recognize him when he shows up. <laughs> I have to pay really close attention. <laughs> At the start of The Dark Side of the Sun, Brad Pitt's in, like, his fucking... Okay, so in Dark Side of the Sun, Brad Pitt spends a lot of the movie in this weird, like, gimp suit, which we will go into in depth in a little bit. Yeah. But he starts out with a stupid monologue about, like, sometimes I wish I had never been born. And Sarah <laughs> thought it was a girl. It sounded like a girl. It wasn't. It was just young Brad Pitt. He sounds like a girl. Okay, well, we did, like, a massive age jump between the two movies, which That's is true. really... That was the youngest Brad I'd ever seen. Well, wait until we see Benjamin Button. <laughs> then he's an old man, baby. But just with the like, mind of an old man. Just like old paintings of Jesus. <laughs> Okay, so back to Ocean's Eleven. One of the interesting things that happened in the movie was Brad's shift in power versus Clooney. Mm. I thought that was handled really well. Yeah, with subtle costume changes. Yeah! George Clooney's always in, like, this dark suit because he's George Clooney. And Brad's always in, like, these, like, sleek 2001 white metallic shirts and shit. And, like, pastel jackets. Pastels and, you know, like, real light. And then... There's a scene where George Clooney jeopardizes the whole thing because he's he wants to fuck Julia Roberts again, basically. And then Brad Pitt is wearing all dark clothes and George Clooney is wearing just, like, a white shirt. You went to film school. I did. I did. I have a degree in media studies. I have a Bachelor of Arts in Cinema and Media Cultural Studies from the University of Minnesota. So I know what I'm talking about. She knows what she's talking about. And you went to Emerson. Yeah, that too. But don't put me on your list of of famous alumni, Emerson, because you never gave me any fucking money. Fuck that. More notes. Hand tattoo, bad haircut. It was a bad, let's be real. It was a bad haircut. It was a bad haircut. He doesn't, he needs to be... It's like a Caesar sort of thing, like kind of what Justin Bieber had going on for a couple weeks there. It was bad. He is doing Brad voice in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like really tummy. That, yeah, that like. <laughs> it's really like, mouthy. It's real front of mouth. It's because he's got those big pillowy lips. Don't stare. For God's sake, don't talk about Fight Club. But that's like sort of more Matt Damon y because like Matt Damon's in this movie. Matt too. Damon was who I kept. I would see him and I'm like, who is that? <laughs> Matt Damon. Oh my God. Uh, um, before we had to send him into space. Back to the notes. I said, I'm seeing a classic even Brad. I said, I do feel that he is playing Brad. Definitely. Definitely. I feel like there's a period of time and there's a there's a type of Brad that is, it's working with the notes he hit in Fight Club, which yeah. we'll talk about more, That's I think, when we talk about Fight Club. It, it's got, he's got Brad mouth. He's like, boo-boo. He's like suave and like cool and you're like I want to fuck him but I also want to punch him in the face you know yeah 
Yeah. That is his character in this. Yeah. Yeah. I think he definitely goes from, like, a, like, shit-eaten suave to, like, I know what the fuck I'm doing yeah, suave. Yeah, exactly. When he calls Benedict and is like, yo, this yeah, is what's up. This I'm is robbing you right I'm now. I'm robbing you right now this second. He's in the casino by the slots. Of course I'm in the casino. In fact, I'm staying in your hotel. I have two words for you. Minibar. As soon as your guards hit the casino floor, a white, unmarked van is going to pull up in your valet station. Your guards will load the bag into the van's rear. If anyone so much as approaches the driver's door, we'll blow everything. Oh, shoot. It was badass. As opposed to when he's talking to Topher Grace, who canonically in the Ocean's Eleven universe exists as a celebrity, then Brad Pitt doesn't, which is an interesting thing I was thinking about. Um, Who's Topher? Topher Grace. He played Eric Foreman in that 70s show. He was the guy, the celebrity that Brad Pitt was teaching how to play cards. Because George got out of jail and they were like, where can I find Rusty? And they're like, he's teaching celebrities how to play cards. And Topher Grace was the celebrity who was teaching him to play cards. Oh, I didn't know what he was... I thought he was just palling around in the beginning. No, he was teaching celebrities how to play cards. (laughs) I didn't know there was, like, a point to that scene. Yeah. Um, Sarah's not good at watching movies. I'm really bad at it. She's always like, wait, what's going on? I've seen Ocean's Eleven like three times, and I feel like this is the first time I really understood what was happening. But this time I did better. You did do better. Thank you. I'm glad that you're in film school, or I'm glad that you are a a certified... I have a degree. I'm glad you have a degree, and you could explain it to me. You're welcome. This is why... See, we have different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. I'm here to notice nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to notice how hot Brad is and how things are going. Which brings me to our next segment. Start a fight club, Brad reputation. Type in Brad Pitt hot goss. Okay, Google. That's just going to bring up pictures of Ryan Gosling. Pictures of Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Google. What's going on with Brad Pitt right now? This came back from a search. According to Celebrity Dirty Laundry, uh, which seems to be a pretty anti-Angie site, mm-hmm. um, we here at March Bradness are I'm pro neutral. An- I'm pro-Angie. Pro-Angie? She's really hot. Okay. I don't care that she has a blood necklace. That was in the past and with Billy Bob Thornton. We are neutral journalists on the issue of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's divorce, although we will have a, a Brad slant. Uh, the hosts have their own opinions. According to Celeb Dirty Laundry, Angelina Jolie furious experiences meltdown. Learns that her children now want to live with Brad Pitt. (gasps) Well, who wouldn't want to? I feel like Brad is like the fun... Am I wrong here? I feel like Brad is the fun dad and Angie's like the uptight mom in that divorce dynamic. No. No? Mm -mm. Oh, well, I mean, like, obviously she's uptight because she's being, like, fucking crazy about it. Yeah. But the whole... Crux of the divorce is that Angie was, like, Angie's school of parenting is, like, no rules parenting. And, like, or just going to bring him to Cambodia and, like, film with it and stuff. And Brad's, like, we should raise our children like normal children and they should go to school and, like, have timeouts and stuff. So it's no Legends of the Fall childhood. No. Damn. Yeah. Okay, well, color me surprised. Yeah. Brad just seems like such a goof, you know? And Angie's so severe. No, I feel like... She has a blood necklace. Had. Um, I feel like... Brad, I feel like Brad's a good dad, you know? I feel like he, like, will, like, play catch with you. Like, there were all those, like, paparazzi pictures of when they went to Home Depot in London or whatever mm-hmm. to, like, do a little build-yourself project. Uh-huh. I really, that resonates. I feel like he's, like, that kind of dad. But I feel like, yeah, he's he's willing to, like, do the discipline 
I would if you got to. If Brad Pitt was scolding me, I would like cry. Yeah, because he seems so nice. There really hasn't been any recent Brad news. Hmm. Maybe he's sleeping. Maybe he got a, a rare skin disease and he can't <laughs> go outside. Lizzie's dressed in a gimp mask. All right. Well, Dark Side of the Sun. Holy shit. This movie has everything. This movie's... <sighs> Quick summary. Yugoslavian American film. Takes place in Yugoslavia. Uh, Brad Pitt, was, it's his first major role. He's the star. He spends a solid, I want to say, 60% of this movie in like a weird like leather gimp suit. Because he's a man who's allergic to light. Like, full on. Like, it's like American Horror Story. He's got, like, the, the hood and, like, a latex, like, shirt and then, like, leather, leather pants, pants and then leather a leather boots, jacket. Leather jacket, leather gloves. It just keeps going. He's got little motorcycle helmet. caps for his ears. Yeah. But there's, like, a little cutout for his mouth. So you can and there's, talk. like, little cutouts for his eyes. Which I wrote down... Spooky beetle eyes, body horror, no. All you can see is like a little glimmer of light in each eye. In his his beautiful baby blues. It's horrifying. <laughs> it's horrifying. It's straight out of a horror movie. It's Our so roommate bad. Anne described the movie as a panic attack. And it's like there's so many scenes happening in this like Yugoslavian square and they're having like all these festivals and stuff. It's and, like, like Yugoslavian Burning Man and yeah, there's like, guitar and like smashing buckets. This horrifying and... giant like businessman in a suit getting burned, like a paper mache businessman. And like the sound design in this movie is horrible. So everything's you, too loud. Everything's super loud. He's in his gimp <laughs> you and can't. It's too quiet. Okay. Negative points for Brad. You can't understand him in the gimp suit at all. Positive points to Brad. Even though you can't understand a word he's fucking saying in the gimp suit, you can really, like, feel his emotions. I really liked... I thought he had some subtle gestures that he did really well. I liked after he was talking to his dad. So he gets, like, in a, in a fight with his dad because he decides... He meets a girl, classic Brad, and he's like, you know what? I don't want to live in my gimp suit anymore. <laughs> you dad i'm tired of being a gimp <laughs> so he's I like be a real boy he's like i'm gonna take off my gimp suit and the dad's like if you do that you'll have three days to live and brad's before like, you break out in boiling blisters and die a horrifically painful death and he's like i'm gonna do it I'm anyway i can do it but like they're having this conversation it's clearly difficult for brad and like on one hand like when he's in the gimp suit it's like it's awkward when he's in the gimp suit i felt yeah. like there was some overacting going on Definitely. it was like kind of cheesy it felt dated, but he did this thing. He, like, knocks over this goblet on the table, which was whatever. But then he did this thing where he was, like, kind of smoothing down the tablecloth. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. And it felt, like, really real. And then he did it again when he was um, at the beach, and he realized he'd been going around without his gimp suit for a couple days, and he sees that he has, like, a welt on his arm for the first time. And I felt like his reaction to that was really good. He, like, looked down in a minute. And then he, like, pulled down his sleeve, and then he kept, like, smoothing over it. Like, he was trying to make it go away, and, like, a lot of, like, little finicky gestures. definitely, definitely. I feel like, too, like, the overacting is definitely, definitely present. Definitely a product, I think, of the time, Mm -hmm. and the fact that he really hadn't acted much before. So I think, considering his experience... You could tell it was Baby's first role. And it was definitely, like, he was the star of the movie. Definitely. He stood out... um, Carried it. Yeah, he did Clearly was fucking his co-star. Yes! Cheryl Pollock. She looked like she was in a Madewell commercial. She did. Everything was Everybody in this movie had really good hair. Her hair was so good. It made me want to, like, take every vitamin in the world. 
Brad's hair was looking really good too. Okay, Brad, he was so little. He was a baby. He was so cute. He's like, oh my god. So he'd never seen the sun before, so they'd like caked on the face powder. He was like white as a ghost. But his yeah. hair was like looking really good. Well, well really shiny. healthy. Probably no sun damage to that hair. Yeah. Does hair get sun damaged? Probably, yeah. Like skin? Okay. No sun damage to that hair. And he's just like really he's got like this like this genuine exuberance in him when he's he goes down to the beach his first time out of the gimp suit and he's in this like little rebel without a cause-esque outfit and he's playing around in the water and he takes off his leather gimp suit boots and is like slashing around and does like this little like cartwheel or whatever and he sort of falls over and it's just like really charming and like really genuinely like I felt like I was watching a kid playing a puddle for the first time. Yeah, that was the best part of the movie. Definitely. Was when he took off the suit and he's, like, in the sun for the first time. He did, he did, like, cartwheels. He was, like, face down in the mud. Flapping around. In the sand. And then he and then meets he, a dolphin. And then he meets a dolphin and they, like, headbutt him or whatever. And then later in the movie, he's like, a dolphin taught me how to swim. I want you to know how happy I've been today. I, I went swimming for the first... Oh, there was this dolphin, right? This dolphin taught me how to swim. Dolphin. Yes, it was incredible. And and these two little kids recognized who I was. Don't ask me how. Got my first photos taken. Spent the afternoon with a girl. It has been the most beautiful day of my life. And it's like, oh my god, my heart. He was very Justin Bieber. Yeah, he looked movie. like a little Justin Bieber. Um... Yeah, I made a note that his hair is perfectly coiffed, even though he's been living in a gimp mask for the past however much years. There's a really... The dynamic between Brad and his his fake dad in this movie is is really actually quite nice. And you'd expect there to be, like, you know, a sense of resentment and stuff. Like, that's something you come to expect in films is, like, this, like, you never... This isn't my dream. This is your dream, Dad. Like, whatever stuff. But there seemed to be, like, a really genuine and authentic relationship. Trigger warning... Body horror. Oh my god! At the end. Oh my god! He's like roll, roll like straight Cronenberg, like fly, like skin His peeling, face and just like, does get really gross. But I'm like really sensitive to like face kind of stuff, and it's like it's very like theater makeup, you know. But it is gross. He can't be exposed to any light at all, like even candlelight. And there's a stupid scene where, like, he, like, bones the girl he's been after, and they, like, she doesn't know that it's him. Yeah, she doesn't know it's Brad. She thinks it's gimp. She falls in love with this man wearing <laughs> a gimp mask. suit. Kink She's shame like, her. I have to have this gimp suit, man. <laughs> then she gimp. meets Brad Pitt when he's running around without his gimp suit. And he is, let me tell you... The cutest boy. He is so cute. He's adorable and he's running around all happy and he's like, like, hey, (laughs) how's it going? Let's talk. And she's like, hey, can you tell me about this guy? He wears a gimp suit. suit. (laughs) So Brad is like, oh, that's my friend. And she's like, tell me about him. And he's like, he's like a loner. He doesn't want to like hang out. Brad's like, he's got a skin disease. And she's like, tell me more. like if he goes out in the sun he'll die in three days she's like interesting all right and like there's this whole thing keeps going on i don't know what do you call that in film school a bait and dramatic irony okay dramatic irony um and and like brad in his in his brad wear he's stunting in the whole movie he's like he's like really fashionable dressed really well brad like tries to kiss her and she's like i can't i'm in love with a gimp (laughs) (laughs) and then so they finally bone when he's in his gimp suit 
And he's not in the gimp suit while they bone. He's naked <laughs> well, when they bone. But like, is he? <laughs> they only show his top half. His beautiful face um, in the dark. Yeah, so he like turns off all the lights, and, and she's like, "I can see your face." And like, with we, my hands. yeah, she's like, like, "Why don't you know what your fucking friend Rick looks like?" You can see in the dark a little bit. Otherwise, clubbing wouldn't be possible. Yeah. So that was stupid, and it's like, don't you recognize his voice? Even though he does talk like a gimp. <laughs> Just like gimp talk like Sarah. Do you know from talks- personal experience? He talks like this. He says, I'm Brad Pitt and I just want to live. <laughs> he sings uh, nursery rhymes a lot. In the he movie. sings her. They're like leading up to the boning. And they go on a nice romantic date on the beach. And they Brad get- as Brad, not as Gimp Brad. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like right. two separate. She's kind of two tri- separate trips to the Gimp house. She's kind of two timing him. Is With that himself. right? No, he's in the Gimp suit because he's making her tea. Oh yeah, never mind. yeah. Oh, terrifying! Gimp making you tea, singing. <laughs> he's like squatting in the Gimp suit. <laughs> Oh. And he, he, yeah, he makes her tea and she lays down in this little sh- cabin shed on the beach and, and he sings her like a nursery rhyme. They've been on this nice romantic date and he's like, dude. As romantic as it can be with a man in full leather gimp suit. <laughs> she just falls asleep. Yeah, and then he, and then he leaves. In. He leaves. And then yeah. after they bone, he leaves again and she wakes yeah. up and she's like, in Where's-? fairness. He's covered in horrifying blisters. He does when wake he up. That, that boy, time. that happened fast. It was his third day. He went from totally sun. fine to like one mild arm rash to like face, face peeling, peeling off. off. But then he rides his motorcycle into the sunset. Yeah, he rides. I would like to think he's okay. I would like to think he found a doctor. Like Jesse Pinkman. He was, and, uh, yeah. And Breaking Bad. He was riding really fast to find a doctor. Yeah. He's like, please. He's like, shit, I have, I've gotten boned. I got laid. I need to stay alive. No, I feel like, I feel like the Brad in Dark Side of the Sun was very, it was very fun to watch. Fun Both to watch. Brads were really fun to they watch. They were really fun, yeah. And they were very different. I think that makes it hard to, to talk about the Bradness. Because, again, Ocean's Eleven Brad is the quintessential Brad. It is. When you think Brad Pitt, you think of the Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven. He's snacking. He's suave. He's, like, funny, but he's, like, smooth, you know? He's yeah. Like, Brad is a very good comedic actor. He is. I think that's something we don't talk about enough did, as people. Anne pointed out that he did a really good job not stealing the show in that movie. Mm, definitely, definitely. It felt like, a, you know, he it was... was an ensemble. yeah. He wasn't fading into the background, but he wasn't like, hey, look at me. Yeah. But he's still really memorable. Yeah. But was he wearing a gimp mask the whole time? And did he play with a dolphin? Just a sidebar, Brad Pitt does take off his shirt a lot in Dark Side of the Sun. And he is so ripped. He's like real hot. Skinny ripped, I believe. Skinny ripped. He's skinny ripped. So, you know, like when dudes are like, Still skinny, but they're, like, ripped, as opposed to, like, being, like, jacked, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Skinny ripped. Skinny ripped. Ideal. At all boys and men listening. Hannah's our number one boy lover on this podcast, and she will be reviewing all shirtless brads. All brads. So, no, you don't get to see his butt, but that's okay. And in Ocean's Eleven, you know, he's, like, 
he's good looking, you know, he's attractive, he's suave, he's got that confidence. But he's like, just, like, kind of a dude in that one. Yeah, I feel like... He had, like, a short haircut, wasn't very flattering, yeah. and he was, like, he was kind of sleazy. Yeah, definitely sleazy. Brad definitely wanted to pinch, I said this to I already off the podcast, but I feel like the the lesbian director in BoJack when she's like, she's obsessed with Aaron Paul and she's like, I just want to pinch his little cheeks. I just want to put him in my pocket. That's how I felt about Dark Side he of the Sun, Brad. so cute. No, that's so how I felt about oh. Dark Side. You want to smooch him. <laughs> yeah, I do. And keep him in my pocket. He was just so keep cute. him in my pocket and go, he was doing like a little hamster. But like not in like a furry. It, I'm so conflicted. Because I'm really it's like, conflicted. You know, in the beginning, it was like he the overacting was bothering me, and he definitely cannot talk through this gimp suit. But then which, it's like, like, could anyone talk? I feel like he could have enunciated a little better. I don't know. It was, Maybe he was really dedicated. It was poor sound design. It was also filmed in Yugoslavia in yeah, 1988, was. and he so was when- paid $1,000 to be in it. That's crazy. It was like 1200 bucks. He was, like, thrilled. Say the thing about the entertainment value. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Dark Side of the Sun was initially shelved until, like, fucking 2000, 2000 something, 98 or something. It was shelved for, like, 10 years because it, quote, lacked entertainment value. But I was entertained. Yeah. Yeah. I was, so I was like, you know, this is like, he's doing a good job with what he has, but like, it's, I don't think it's enough to compensate for it. Kiss as a dolphin. But then he took off the fucking gimp suit and he was like lit up like a little sunshine and he yeah, was like flipping around on the beach. And it so was, funny. it was really genuine. He was playing on the beach. Found a starfish. Found a starfish. Out. He killed a starfish <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> Crumbled it in his hands in a strange... After just letting it dry out. Strange act of violence. He was mad that the girl didn't want to kiss him. Yeah, but she wasn't, she wasn't cheating suit. on him. She was not cheating on the gimp. She Brad. wasn't cheating on him with him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he I really flattered. wish they called this movie Three Days to Bone, and I wish that he'd been upfront with her. Yeah, because they could have done a lot they of They could have boned at least three times. At least three times. Maybe even three times Maybe a day. Maybe even three times a day with the lights on. Yeah, because he'd be like... Because he has a skin disease. And so he's then you get to, to see his hot, little, cute, little brad face. He's trying to soak up the sun. Hot, brad, bog, cute, brad face. He fucked up. He fucked up on he that He fucked one. up. I don't know why he was playing coy when he had three days to live. Because he had to be... If I had three days to live, I would be like, a thing I that- have three days to live. <laughs> Pony. <laughs> I feel like something that really bothered me in this one was like... When they were, like, sitting on the beach reading Edgar Allan Poe and stuff. Melodramatic. Yeah. Brad, I felt like he kept going back and forth, and that's what really bothered me about it. I felt like it was two different actors. It was really odd. When he was in the gimp suit, he was overacting. Yeah, definitely. Maybe he felt like he had to, like, overcompensate for For being in a gimp suit. the fact that he couldn't see his face. But he takes it off. And again. And then it's like, are we just getting gunked by his little Brad face? Yeah. Herein lies the question of merch Bradness. Mm -hmm. Is, Is it about what is the Brad. What are we looking for? Because, like, the performance... Like, obviously, Dark Side of the Sun is going to be Brad's movie. Ocean's Eleven feels kind of like a Clooney film. Right. I mean, it's like an ensemble one, but it it's it's very much a Brad and Clooney's. Mm-hmm. I felt like in Ocean's Eleven... It's that whole if you're doing if you're doing something right, people won't think you're doing anything at all. Mm-hmm. You know, like he had like a really controlled right. role, and it had right. to fit into that part. Right, it had to be a cog in this wheel of eleven 
11 people. Yeah. No, definitely. And the fact he stands, it's true. It's true. He really slips into something there. He's very, he's got a real tight control of himself. He's, his timing is amazing. He is so funny. He's so quick and like, just like snap, snap, snap in that film. He's like, he's so good. But Dark Side of the Sun, he was so fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. I felt like, you know, I related. I, or not, I've never been forced to wear a suit (laughs) because I'm allergic to light. So I didn't relate. Learn something new every day. (laughs) No, but like when he's like slashing in the puddles, like I was taken back to that feeling when I was a kid. I felt like that was very emotionally resonant. I guess, like, I'm really drawn to the roughness of early Brad. I'm really drawn mm-hmm. to the roughness of Dark Side of the Sun Brad. Yeah, I agree. Oh, when he sees his face for the first yeah. time in the mirror. And he's like, I look like mom. And he cries. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is hard. I know. Merge Bradness. Harder than expected. You know, because, like, after watching Ocean's Eleven, like, how can anything be Ocean's Eleven? Ocean's Eleven is so fucking good. That's how I felt. I was like, nothing is going to beat this. And I, I, I was like, it's a, no matter what we watch, it's like going to be a fucking shoe-in. But, man, Dark Side of the Sun. It's such a tight movie. And it's hard to put something so tight against something so raw. Yeah. Or not raw, but, like, unpolished. <laughs> that was a really suggestive <laughs> Oh, <sentence>. my God. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. It's something tight against something like really like. <laughs> you can't save it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you're right, though. It's apples to oranges. What I keep coming back to is how are we defining Brad? Yeah. Because, again, Ocean's Eleven is a quintessential Brad. When I picture Brad Pitt, when I picture Brad Pitt in this day and age, Brad Pitt, like, the quintessential Brad, I picture that era, that early, late 90s, early 2000s, Ocean's Eleven E Brad of that really suave, confident, funny, dark, but not, like, too dark. There is a darkness to Brad. Dude. Dark side of the sun. Dark side of the sun. So there's that, that aspect of Bradness. That is an essential, that is the essence of Bradness. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, on the dark side of the sun, Mm -hmm. we get this range and this Brad playing as an actor, Brad finding himself, finding his footing, and like seeing all of these different dimensions to Brad. Mm -hmm. It's a more nuanced portrait of the same person. Do you think that Brad would be, like, really offended that we're really torn over whether his first acting gig ever should beat out his, like, Most iconic movie? I don't know. He doesn't have a Twitter, so we can't ask. It's hard. Brad, it's hard. It's hard. And I'm, like, trying to think of, like, I'm trying to do the, like, could you swap him out with another actor test? But I don't feel like that's fair for Ocean's Eleven because there's 11 of them. No, I think that is. I think we. I think you can do that. I think okay. so be- because, like, on one hand, I don't think it would be that. It's kind of tempting to be like, yes, you could, but he does have really good chemistry with Clooney. No, for sure. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of even just swapping Brad Pitt and and Matt Damon. Oh my God, no! Right? Yeah, you couldn't do that if you just even taking anybody else right. in that movie and swapping them with Brad. 
Yeah. You know, you can swap him with Casey Affleck. You can swap him with the other Mormon twin. Like, Brad is an essential... You're right. He's playing a really... Essential to that. He's playing a really solid piece. And I feel like even... Think of another actor. Think of, like, could you put Channing Tatum, who plays a similar sort of, like... (laughs) Gimp? Channing Tatum in in that End of the World movie? Oh my god, he did play a Gimp. I forgot about that. Gross. That was like his idea. Did you know? Was it really? Yeah, he was like, I'm not surprised at all. He like, like, because it was like so like ad libbed and freeform or whatever. Shannon was like, what if I'm a gimp? Hey guys, hey guys, guys wouldn't it be idea. funny? Would it be, would it be like, I'll bring the so costume. Funny. Don't ask me why I have it. It's like, no big deal. Gross. Ugh. Um. But like if you if you took another actor of that sort of genre of that like Tom Cruise thing, right. like, if you put Tom Cruise in a right. eleven, it still wouldn't work. I think I think I think Brad is pretty essential to that role of Rusty. The end of this this Google poll quote from Brad Pitt wears a gimp mask and kisses a dolphin in his last film, dot dot dot, is Pitt was desperate to beat out River Phoenix and I'm assuming getting something in this role. And I'm thinking about River Phoenix and I'm thinking about that era of film. Mm. You know, you can, you can, yeah, I guess you can see another young actor. That's kind of where I'm, I'm thinking like able to, you know, right. (laughs) Matt Damon. (laughs) Yeah. You could see Matt Damon in this role. He wouldn't be as fun. Right. He wouldn't be as cute. Right. I'm inclined to say, based off of the tie-breaking swap test, swap test, I think Ocean's Eleven is the more Brad. Yeah, Brad. I think I agree. I'm, I'm like very reluctant to make this decision. Definitely, no, I, I'm, I'm absolutely reluctant, I'm and I want to stress how much you need to watch. You should Dark Side of the Sun. You should absolutely, absolutely. I cannot stress. You have to watch Dark Side of the Sun, please. It is with a heavy heart and with the utmost recommendation of the dark side of the sun that we declare Ocean's Eleven the better Brad. But you know what? Dark Side of the Sun is going home with its head held high. Head held high. It's with going the home utmost recommendation. knowing that it, it's a jovial, joyful little movie. I give Dark Side of the Sun five out of five Brad Pitts feeling the wind on his skin for the first time. Yeah. I gave it gimp masks. 10 out of 10 kissing slash punching a dolphin. <laughs> Zero out of five crumbling a starfish in his bare hands. <laughs> 10 out of five honest relationship with his father. <laughs> Two out of five leaving that girl twice <laughs> stranded in the shack. <laughs> but it was on her for sleeping with a gimp man. <laughs> she knew. Uh, which two out of two spooky beetle eyes? Fuck those eyes! I have nightmares. <laughs> I feel like I'm, he's seen into my soul. Oh my god, how scary! If you like listening to us, let us know. We have a comment section on iTunes provided by iTunes, and you can. Write us a little message. Give us some stars. You could do a drawing and attach it, although I don't think iTunes has that feature, but you could do it on our website. MarchBradness.net. You could go on Twitter, which is MarchBradness, and you could... Tweet a picture of Brad Pitt photoshopped to look like your pet. Or you could photoshop 
your pet to look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> you could be our friend on Facebook, which is March Bradness. If you leave us a comment, we'll comment back. And you can follow us on Instagram, March.Bradness. Tune in next week for our mini episode, Movies Brad Pitt Should Have Been In. And tune in the week after that for our next pitting, which is Legends of the Fall versus Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Only in this episode, I gave a shout-out to Cheapo Records, a Minneapolis staple. We're still unsponsored. No one wants to give us money yet. If you want to give us money and help us pursue this project, I promise you, I will just so easily drop your name, and it'll be, like, really natural and cool, and I'll make it sound cool. And I promise you want to be associated with us. I will shill out. I will sell out for you if you're if I believe in your product. Won't shell out for you, Uber. Fucking suck my dick. (laughs) Bye. Bye.